When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Frost. My guest today is eventer Jesse Campbell from New Zealand and Georgie Strang, who's represented Great Britain. Both have ridden at Badminton and Burley, super successful, and uh, they're going to share their stories of competing together, how they train together, running a business and eventing life. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. You know I love to have just the most awesome guests on every episode. And today we've doubled up because I have, I'm going to say husband and wife, but they're not husband and wife just yet. We've got Jesse Campbell and Georgie Strang. How are you both? Hi, good, thanks. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very good. So is it true? Are you engaged yet or have I jumped the gun a little bit? <laughs> no, no, not, not jumped the gun at all. We're, uh, we were actually just talking about our wedding invites uh yes that's happening this year the 7th of november um but yeah we got engaged uh 2000s new year last year yeah Yeah. in new zealand so that's pretty special huge congratulations my gosh well I'm super excited for you because I got married a couple of years ago and um, I never was this sort of person that dreamt of my wedding day you know all like to be honest I didn't really care about getting married um, <laughs> until you actually go through it and then when you've been through it and you see how yeah, magical I would be the same <laughs> and how magical it is it's just the most amazing experience so I'm so excited for you both uh yeah, we're in the middle of lots of planning. So, <laughs> yeah, event planning, wedding planning. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you going to have any horses, or any of your team going to be there? The team will be there, but absolutely no horses. We said no horses and no dogs because guaranteed, I'll end up arriving covered in muddy footprints and <laughs> God knows what else. So, yeah. We're going to try and stay as clean as possible for as long as possible. They say never work with kids and um, kids and animals, and we spend half our lives around both of them. So it's kind of nice to have a break for a day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we find out a little bit more about you both then? Jesse, uh, you're from New Zealand. Um, how did you end up in the UK? Why would you end up in the UK? It was always a dream of mine to sort of follow... Um, Matt Hodds, Blythe Tates, uh, Andrew Nicholson, um, follow sort of, you know, they were my role models and mentors when I was young. Um, and I really idolized them and um, was incredibly lucky to get an opportunity to work for um, Sir Mark um, in 2009. I did sort of six month uh, working pupil placement at his place. And then um, while I was there, I met Andrew. 
and did uh, some of my days off. I went over to his place and worked for him. And then in uh, 2010, when I went back to New Zealand, uh, I got a job offer to work for Andrew. And um, I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. Now, I don't get starstruck by any celebrities, okay? But when you see Sir Mark Todd, I literally freeze. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's such an amazing man. He's so kind. And and I've had the pleasure of speaking to him on on many occasions. And I still just, like, love him so much. I'm like a proper super fan. So what was it like for you being young and having your first placement at someone as amazing as his place? I was still, I'm still starstruck by him. by Mark, he's uh, an incredible man. He's in, what he's achieved has been just, you know, uncomparable. I think. Um, but yes, it was a fantastic experience for me. Um, what a lot of people don't quite realise is, it's just quite far away. New Zealand is. Um, it, it quite literally is on the other side of the world, hanging off the, uh, the edge of the Pacific Ocean, and um, to come over here and learn and see his professionalism. Was a massive, um, massive thing for me, um, and yeah, I'm just so grateful um, for for his help and um, for the time that he gave me. And yeah, it really set me on this on this road. That must pass forward now. So you know, as experienced as as you are now, do you find yourself passing on those words of wisdom and to the next generation? Yeah, I, I don't know. I still, I, I still think of myself as quite young. It was, it was a bit of a shock to me last year. I went to, uh, to squad training, and uh, I was the oldest person there. Um, and basically, the whole time I've been in England, I was the youngest one on the squad and the baby. And then all of a sudden, there was all these other young ones there, and I was the old one. So it gave me a bit of a reality check. But um, absolutely, with, with what George and I do, you know, that's sort of. Um, you know, we, we like to have working pupils and if we can have someone who is uh, competitive and really driven and ambitious, you know, we would love to pass on our experiences and, and give them the knowledge that we, we have gained from yeah. the years of, of writing. Yeah. Oh, and how do the dynamics work with the two of you then? Because you seem very relaxed, um, very comfortable together, but you're competitors. So no doubt there's got to be some competition there somewhere. <laughs> well, we the way we set our yard out is that we're all, all the horses are in together. Uh, we have the same staff. We share all the same equipment and everything. Um, so it is very much a t- big team effort. Um, we even on a daily basis we can be sort of a little bit competitive if we're jumping in this school and you know someone Jesse might try a really tricky line or some angles and then I'll have to try and do one better and um, but it kind of it just keeps pushing us to improve ourselves um, all the time um, and yeah we haven't we have we haven't competed um, and any like major head-to-heads against each other yet <laughs> that might come along but we never know hopefully anyway hopefully I think um, like the way I see it is you know we eventing is not like a, a running race where you directly compete against someone you know it's not like oh I'm faster than you are it's um, very much who does the better dressage test you know and that's me my horse and and the dressage judge and then 
from there it's who can jump a play around and that again is you your horse and the show jumping course or you your horse and the cross-country track so there's not really that direct sort of uh you know oh, i have to beat you you know it's what you can do on the day with your horses um and i feel like we we sort of train uh very much in, the, in that sort of way um you know we have fun with it but it's um you know it's very much trying to help georgie and georgie trying to help me Oh, that's really lovely because I don't think I'd be that nice, Jesse. To be honest, I'd say I'm, I'm still better at dressage <laughs> than you. <laughs> well, I still. Try oh, he to, still says still that. Try, don't worry. Yeah, I'm a lucky, a lucky nose band or a lucky bit that I'll hide out the way. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's interesting in itself. So you you very much run your own eventing separately. I know that you're a team, but do you have individuals, specific individuals that you sweat with? Because let's be honest, okay, we're quite as equestrians set in our ways I think we know who we like to work with how we like our horses to go how we want them to feel and as much as we're learning off other people all the time if my husband decided that you know a new bridle was better I'm not sure I'd believe him I'd be like well that's your way of doing things but you know I'm going to carry on doing things my way so so I guess do you still have your own teams as well individually yeah well we still we still have our own way of doing things and we both respect that with each other like we are quite different in our styles of riding and our styles of training and our approach to things um so we do as as people where you know we we take things on differently i'm incredibly competitive and ambitious and um you know i want to have the whole cold heart truth told to me all the time uh, Georgie's, uh, I can take offence <laughs> if Jesse tells me the cold truth every day. <laughs> so you know we we have to be really respectful of that as well. You know? But I think that's like any relationship, isn't it? You know, you have to, um, yeah, yeah, approach to each other and you, you do along with and... along with your students as well. I think you know every time I'm made to ride in the wind and I'm crying and begging my instructor to not do it because they're being brutal. <laughs> you know, it ruins that relationship a little bit. So we expect them to be kind. <laughs> Georgie, let's find out. Can we find out a little bit more about you? Where will we have seen you uh, compete? My parents farm down in Kent, and I was brought up with horses. My mum was a major equestrian. Um, she did endurance riding for Great Britain um, and she did she got us involved and she was incredible um, when we were kids she drove us around the country uh, with our ponies and me and my sisters um, so she was the one that really um, really got me started and she's still a massive part of um, part of it today and massive help and I couldn't do it without her now yeah. um, and so yeah I started started in the pony club and did all the pony club teams, Jim Carners, um, to triathlon, everything. And then really got sort of hit with the eventing bug. Um, did the pony club championships quite a few times. And then, and then I went off to university. And did when I was you? at university, I was... Re- what did you do at uni? Yeah, because so many people, it's like that make or break time, isn't it? Of, are we going to yeah. really go for this and potentially, you know, have no money for the rest of our life because there's no money in horses? Or <laughs> do we go to university yeah. where we might, but we love it. Or do we go to university and maybe have a really good career, but we're not doing what we love. So how did you, what did you study? I studied sports science. And I had a really good time. But when I was there, I was really lucky. I ended up in my gap year, I sold a few. We 
mum and I sort of bought a couple of horses and I bought them on and sold them. And then when I was at uni in my end of my first year, um, I was really lucky in that I got, I had a couple of amazing owners that we went out and bought a really nice young horse from Ireland. And then I was really lucky. I got sent an old schoolmaster called Master Monarch, who uh, actually won the five star in Kentucky. He went to the Sydney Olympics. Um, So he was 18 when I got him and was sort of kind of just to give me experience. Um, And then I ended up having an amazing couple of years with him, um, ended up going to Bramham and went to Burley. Mm. Um, and that was incredible. And that basically set the set it for me that that's what I wanted to do. And how so, old were you then? Um, so I would have been 21, I think. Oh, yeah, what a lovely, about 21. Yeah. amazing yeah, experience. Yeah, it was amazing. And then that definitely decided it for me that um yeah horses is what I really wanted to do um and then I left uni and came back went back to my parents farm um dad was very kind and built me some stables in the barn um (laughs) and then I thought yeah started from there really it's fascinating that your mum was um a great British rider for endurance um I think there's elements that we can take of um so many different disciplines so what would you say that you take the most from your mum apart from uh, clearly a hard work ethic, um, what else would you take in terms of the riding style that you'd implement in eventing? I mean, I'd say more of her, um, more like the stable management side of things and her fitness, you know, her approach to fitness um, and her attention to detail. Um, I mean, she would have us outside in the freezing cold, in the dark after school, cleaning our tack, um, you know, with toothbrushes and <laughs> scrubbing them. And um, she was amazing, um, you know, that with that side of things, especially. Um, and I think that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, the attention to detail on the ground as well as, as well as the riding side of it. Mm. And does she help you with any of your flat work? Not so much. She's pretty good at um, giving me the odd pointer here and there. But we, I mean, we've always got on incredibly well, but I've always had, she's very much left the riding side to me. um, And I've had, you know, had instructors and things. Um, She's, she's amazing. She'll, she knows exactly when she needs to step in and meant to say something and when isn't appropriate. (laughs) and, uh, And when she probably knows she might annoy me (laughs) (laughs) your your sisters did they end up riding or or did they choose a different path yeah so I'm I'm the middle one and my older sister was very into her riding and pony club and she did a lot of showing um and then my younger sister was dragged along and absolutely hated it and Mm. she got to about 10 years old and mum t- said to her that you don't you don't have to do this you know and she went oh thank god for that and <laughs> nev- never looked at a horse ever again oh, bless her. Um, so yeah we're all ve- we're all very different but mm. we get on very well yeah. um I'd be interested to know Jesse how you started and and if it was a similar kind of start to, to Georgie because I have a feeling you're more cowboy gun-ho out in the wild west of New Zealand uh, but I don't know no, if that's right definitely not. 
<laughs> I'm the more gung-ho one for sure. <laughs> uh, no, like, um, yeah, like totally unhorsey backgrounds. Um, my parents were, um, dad is a doctor and mum was a history of art teacher hmm. with, um, you know, with only mum being a, um, having a, having a pony when she was, when she was a girl, but, um, absolutely no horsey, uh, connections at all. Um, we lived in the city until I was about six years old and then, um, then dad always wanted to have some land. So we moved out, out of the city and, um, uh, herd of cows came to graze on the, on the land and um, there and amongst it was this Shetland pony called Chocolates and um, I begged the farmer to let me ride it. Fell off every day uh, for about five, five months <laughs> and then, uh, yeah and sort of that's yeah I don't know I always I always had the bug for riding though. Um, of course it's mum used to tell stories of um, me when they sort of would go on holiday and um, driving down the road and I would be able to spot the horses and then if we went back the next summer, recall which fields had horses in it and, um, you know, right from sort of a baby was would get really excited about horses. So, um, it's really interesting because you know, we asked the question, yeah. we asked the question of children um, when it comes to children of is it nature versus nurture and you've got two people here who have very different upbringings, both you know, highly competitive, super successful at what you do. Um, and, and it's in the blood. I think there's something about horses and equestrianism. It's in our DNA. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Like, we, we, George and I, we've, we've had this conversation a few times as well, but, like, um, it wasn't always easy for me growing up in New Zealand, like, we're a rugby mad uh, culture. Um, and, you know, for a boy to ride horses over playing rugby, I, I did play rugby, but... Horses was always my first love, and uh, I got badly bullied at school. But so you know, naturally, I didn't really want to ride. But my mum sort of always made it that no, there's there's no option. You are going to ride. <laughs> so she obviously saw something, and yeah, we committed to it. And um, I'm very grateful that she sort of didn't let me throw it away because yeah, this is this is my life, and we're um, it's fantastic. Yeah. And from that experience of, you know, struggling with kids at school, which I'm sorry to hear that you went through that because I also went through that. In fact, most of my life, um, I, I really believe that it does make you a, um, a kinder person. I also think it makes you like looking at it from an adult um easier to be able to spot negativity and negative feelings and vibes in rooms like I can spot straight away when I walk into a room if it doesn't have a good feeling I'm like right I'm, I'm out of here but I hope that having those experiences makes you a warmer more nurturing um, person to other people and it's particularly youngsters because our industry is tough and it's notorious for being nasty and being a bit mean to each other yep yep no for sure it is and um it is a, it is a hard world it is a hard world that we live in um, for me i found that actually moving to the uk was, was sort of the biggest um biggest blessing for me um because it's like uh, horses are really respected in the in, in england um you know i could never have walked into the supermarket in new zealand just where my job is but um I'm more than happy to do that over here. You're like, not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that over here, though. That's the problem. They don't like it, but we do it anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's not. Um, yeah, like it's 
I don't know. It's the, the horses are, I think, uh, are respected, and, and working with horses is, is sort of um, is respected in the UK, in England, and I, I love that. And um, yeah, like I think we we try to do the right thing by people. You know, it is a hard game because there's there's a lot of times when owners will pull a horse away from you or send you a horse that your friend has ridden or something like that. You know, there's always something like that that's cropping up. Um, but I think if you have integrity and yeah, um, you're just true to yourself, I think that's um, yeah. Then you you know you've got to try and not not overanalyze other people's actions and do whatever you can um, to you know be the best you can be. And then it's up to them at the end of the day. If you know they they someone else has got an issue, then it's their problem. As long as we've done the right thing, I like that. Be true to yourself. I really like that. It's gonna be my mantra for this year. Thank you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. With the success of New Zealand then, you're doing something right. There's something. I mean, people just keep coming out of New Zealand and they're incredible, winning everything. Mm-hmm. So we know that, Georgie, we're pretty amazing in the UK. <laughs> We've got to <laughs> say that. But I love what I love about the industry is um, how we are so open to other people's ideas and including other countries. I'm a bit of a sponge and want to get as much knowledge and um, just learn as much as possible. What could you, what would you say, Jesse, that you like the most out of your training and your experiences in New Zealand that actually have helped you grow over here? I think like the biggest thing was, um, yeah, there's a couple of different sort of ways you can approach that. So we can, we've obviously coming from New Zealand, you're by yourself, you're desperate. Um, you don't have any family, so you just have to make it work. Um, but I think probably the biggest bonus is when you come out of New Zealand, we have some fantastic mentors. We have, you know, I was very lucky. I had Mark, Blythe, Andrew, um, and they're very open to living, you know, giving their knowledge and their time. Um, and I don't mean any criticism, but I feel like a lot of, especially now, a lot of kids aren't, aren't wanting to to do that. You know, they get success as a junior or a young rider and um, they sort of just set up their own shop and, you know, mum and dad sort of help them and off they go. And 
you don't get that. You know, for me, my time at Andrew, Andrew rides completely different from how I ride, but he had fantastic organization systems. He taught me work ethic. He taught me discipline, uh, you know, all these little things, you know, how to get horses fit, uh, a, lot, a lot of horsemanship to the side of things. And I think a lot of people are losing that, uh, that sort of just real natural horsemanship uh, I know that's sort of a bad word. People don't like it nowadays. It's natural horsemen, but just understanding your horses. Um, and I feel like people aren't, aren't aren't doing that because they sort of uh, aren't going to people and giving. Uh, I don't know. Is it their time? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think um, you know you, you do you learn from other people. You put yourself out there in difficult situations. You know. You, sleep in and have to stay in a mobile home, live in a mobile home for six months on a yard and work your butt off. And and that is actually all part of what makes, you know, makes you hungry for it. Um, you either, you know, you stick with it and you push yourself and you learn, you take everything you can from the situation or, you know, you probably go the other way. Um, yeah. And like, I, I, you know, Andrew was, was a, is a tough guy. He's not easy to work for, but I, I learned how to, work with people manage our staff from from my time with him you know and there was things that i liked that he did and things i really didn't like so uh we, we try and apply that now to the way we run our business and you know i would never have got that if i hadn't you know worked, worked in these places with these with these guys you know i'm yeah. i'm with you totally agree with you learn from other people's mistakes yeah. you know i'm always like what have you done wrong and um how can we learn from that so can you think of anything that you've you've learnt, um, maybe in riding, maybe in business, maybe just in life? I think in terms of for what we do with our, our the business side of it is as important. Um, and that's something that we don't really prepare for. I mean, I went to university, I did sports science. I wish I'd done a business degree or something business management, anything like that to set me up on that side of things, because that's, that's probably the hardest thing, you know, the, we can ride horses all day long, but you know, we have to come home in the evenings. We have to keep on top of our business. We have to do our books. We have to all of that side of it. Um, so that's, that's probably for us, you know, one of the toughest things actually um, in it's not just riding, it's making it a business and making it a, you know, sustainable and... I, I think, uh, yeah, just adding to that, I think, you know, um, like networking, um, you know, understanding that, you know, people want to buy into us, our story, our thing, you know. Um, you know, that's, you know, that for our, for our owners, that's why they, they support us, is because of the people that we are. Um, yeah. You know, and it's hard, we're, I mean, we're both quite private people, um we just sort of remind each other to post on social media because we we aren't amazing at it um and it's something that we have to do and you know we want to talk about our sponsors but we hate talking about ourselves and it is we we do find it hard whereas a lot of young people now have just grown up with the social media side of it um and it is so important now um especially yeah, when it comes to you know running the business and sponsors and things like that um so yeah, I think that's that's been a big learning curve for us. Um, the business running, you know, running it as a business. Yeah. Well, 
thank you for being so open about your private life because for two people that don't like talking about it I've just gone in deep you know delved into it you're right though it's interesting business is tough many people in the industry started just riding horses maybe went to work to livery yard ended up you know getting a few horses and then and then growing growing like that and I do feel that we need to do more to support the business owners and and people coming through um locally you know going to your local supplier to to make sure that you're buying off them instead of buying off Amazon I feel that we've got a little bit of responsibility to play as well in um and keeping the industry alive and um, yeah. a couple of years ago i held a um a business forum for for riders i held it with nat west down in the south um, and it was amazing it was free it was for local businesses to come and get tax advice and hr advice and because you know it, it, how to run it make sure that you're looking after your staff and make sure the staff are happy yeah. and that they're doing their job properly because all that kind of stuff is when you're riding nine horses a day you haven't got the time to think about how to market yourself <laughs> yeah. because you're just thinking about the next competition yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> and it is that's where we're very different from a lot of other athletes um you know a lot of other athletes don't have to you know when they take out and play tennis or um you know football or whatever they're not they're not having to make a living on the side as well as um as well as obviously trying to perform at their very best you know they're paid to do that job whereas we've got to run it a whole business and you're right like you know have a whole team of staff um and organize you know every you know day-to-day aspect of it and I think that's that's something that's we've had to learn as we've gone along really um for sure yeah well you're doing great guys because everything your website looks amazing your social media looks great and you're doing really well riding so whatever you're doing keep doing it (laughs) could you give us some tips uh, maybe some riding styles you mentioned a few times jesse that you ride differently to other people how would you describe your riding well i'm six foot six so yeah i'm (laughs) quite uh yeah i have to sort of adapt a little bit you know i can't run like georgie yeah, we quite we do have this conversation quite a lot. As um, so yeah, Jesse and I obviously ride differently. We're effective in different ways, um, and I think one big thing is actually realizing what your weak weaknesses and strengths are, and working with that, um, and treating all the horses differently as individuals, and really finding the key to each individual horse, what works for them. And yeah, just really, you know, getting that partnership with the horse that for me, that's really important, you know, taking the time to understand each horse and yeah, forming that partnership. Do you have a strategy or a process that is working for you? For example, you only take five-year-old horses or eight-year-old horses, or you like to go in the round pen and do some horsemanship to start with. There's groundwork, then you build up, you know, have you found that there's a process, a strategy that works or is it just you wait and see the horse and um, each one's different. Yeah, like, like for me, I really like to get a bit of time in the stable with the horses. Um, you know, it might just be sort of just going in there and, and taking in some polos and just sort of seeing what they're like. You know, I think that's really important. I think people don't do that enough. And especially, I think it's quite easy to get lost when you're in a big yard, um, such as ourselves. You know, we've got 30 horses and we're constantly on and off 
on and off forces. So it's it's not always easy just to go in and see them. Um, you know, I think that is probably the biggest aspect is, you know, they're, they're, they're not dissimilar to humans. You know, they have bad days. They have days when they're grumpy or, um, you know, or they're in a good mood or something like that. Um, and I really, you know, believe that the horses have to be happy. Um, I know that sounds like so basic, um, but I think it gets overlooked a lot. Um, you know, we're very, um, very into making sure that each horse has its own sort of uh, way of doing things. You know, we, we really analyze that. Um, we have some horses that um, do really well from living out at night. Um, we have some horses that are a bit softer, so they stay in at night. You yeah. know, uh, or one might not like a certain stable and it yeah, gets moved. And... Some, some horses don't like the stable on the right-hand side, some like it on the left. Um, yeah. You know, lots of little details, but we really, um, we really do think long and hard about that. Um, and you know, if you came to our yard, most of the horses would be down off their feet sleeping. <laughs> they, um, they're pretty chilled out. Me, that's a, a really positive sign. You know, it means they're comfortable, relaxed in their environment. And, it's, and for it to be a big yard, I think that's that's a really lovely touch because. It's, it's, you know, it can be like a train station sometimes, but uh, if the horses are happy and relaxed, it's, uh, it can only benefit us. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I love the fact that you you have horses living out because I'm a massive advocate for <laughs> green grass out 24 hours a day, you know, natural, um, just just letting them be horses and graze. Um, I guess the argument or the battle is in a competition world, um you can actually answer this for me. This is a myth okay. that I heard yeah. um, that in a, in, a, in, a, in a competing world, if a horse is out too much, they're much more lethargic, they're much more tired, they're much more sleepy, um, so they might not work at their optimum performance, which is why we find a lot of competition horses are stabled. So I'd love to know what you think about that. That's, that's probably, yeah, that is probably fair. That is probably true. But it's, that's, yeah. that, is, and that is why we do it. You know, we have, we have some horses they are hot, they're a bit stressy stressed and... or you know, they might sort of crib or box walk or something and it's better for them to be out. So um, And then they perform better and you can train them better because they're more relaxed, they're you know, they're not as tense or uptight and you don't have to maybe work them, you know, work them for half an hour to get them to relax and then work them for another half an hour, you can really get the most out of them because they're in a better sort of frame of mind. Um, so it just depends on each horse, really. If you have, yeah, for sure, if you've got, um, you know, a really good doer that's a bit lazy, yes, it might not benefit them so much. Um, but it, yeah, it just varies definitely from horse to horse. you just got to make it fun for them, I'm sure. You know, if they enjoy it, like you say, if they enjoy it more, then my horse hates the school. I mean, he just finds <laughs> it really boring. So we don't school, we just hack. But, you know, I'll try my little sideways steps down the road and <laughs> yeah. have a little log every now and again, and it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> but then you're not going to see me round Berlin because I'm not that brave. So, you know, you you actually are saying that, you know, you, you're very calm people. Is that, do you think, partly because of the career that you've chosen because it is a high adrenaline yeah, <laughs> you know stress, quite yeah. tense and an yeah. anxious job isn't it yeah it is I a mean, high stress job yeah. yeah i i find for me like i mean 
my happy places on a horse um, and outside and I'm more definitely more stressed uh, in the winter when if the horses are on holiday and I've got less to ride and I'm indoors a lot more I'm definitely more stressed then but when I'm riding and I'm outside that's definitely where I'm at my most relaxed and my happiest um so that I think definitely yeah the horses definitely feel so that. hopefully we're going to see you in loads of places this <laughs> year so what's the plan for you both yeah well we just did we did our season plan about a couple of weeks ago and um, I think our first weekend off is uh, badminton weekend no, I'm going to an event. Oh, then, George is going to an event. <laughs> and then after that, we don't have a weekend off for I don't know how long. Yeah. We are, we're out literally yeah. every single weekend. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Same places, different places. Do you get to spend much time depends, together? Again, again, depends which horses uh, we've got running where. We um, thought we'd try and be more organised this year than we were last year with our season planning and try and get it to the same, more of the same events. But mm. I'm not sure that's worked out. I mean, Jesse's got probably more older horses um, than I do. I've got lots of young ones. So obviously they'll be going to um, uh, more like sort of lower local events, whereas you've got some mm. more sort of bigger events abroad. Oh, really? So where, where are you headed? We see you at badminton, Burley. No, like my my big aim this year is I've been long listed for for Tokyo um, Olympics. So, so yeah, <laughs> it's um it's very much the the season's very much geared towards trying to trying to get on the New Zealand team, which is yeah, which is going to be pretty exciting. How do you do that? Do you need a band of supporters that all just say we need Jesse <laughs> on the team because yeah, I can organise exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's that simple, yeah. Oh, be, yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically um, my sort of final events uh, before selection date is um, is going to be in Poland, uh, a place called Sopot, which is on the beach. Um, uh, it's a four-star long. I've got two horses going there. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Um and yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year with with all the developments, and you never know what's going to happen. So I can't wait to really get started. Yeah, this is mad. So not only are you getting married in this year, but you also could be going to the Olympics. You're traveling all over the world. Yeah. Like this is so exciting. Don't get pregnant Jesse. just yet, okay? I don't. It'll be too much. Jesse did um, did his list of key dates for 2020. And I have to say that the wedding was second on the list (laughs) 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 after Tokyo. (laughs) Well, actually, he'll never forget. He'll never forget the year that you got married. And my after my first date with my husband um, was on the first rugby game of the World Cup that year. So he can always remember when we met, and he's never forgotten. You'll be the same. Yeah, you'll always remember. I'm I'm so excited for you both. It's been so lovely meeting you. If we want to follow you on your social media accounts, um, what are your? Do you know your handles? Oh, I don't know. Uh, That's the app. The app thing. Georgie <laughs> underscore Strang underscore eventing. Oh, really? I think. Good job there. I think yours is the same, but Jesse Campbell eventing. Oh, okay. Is that does that sound right? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it does make me laugh. That's my handle. 
Yeah. <laughs> it does it does make me laugh because normally, you know, partners are fighting over, you know, you didn't like my post. No, you didn't like mine. You guys don't I even know, know we, who's we, each other's oh, we are. Do, we do do that. We, we no, do we keep, just we have to like a, it. <laughs> we do keep a, a, a small eye on who's got more followers. Yes. And you and you. No, no. <laughs> when he went to it, he caught up with me after badminton last year. It was a good boost. So. Yeah, Edmonton always gives you a little, little boost in the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both so much for your time tonight. I know how um, how really busy you are, um, but yeah, we'll so. follow you on, on your your social accounts. And uh, um, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so good. excited for you. Share <laughs> some photos of your wedding. Let us know if you get shortlisted oh. for Tokyo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. It'd be lovely to um, catch up maybe at the end or maybe at the beginning of next year um, to, to see how you got on. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Georgie and Jesse are sponsored by some wonderful brands who, without brands, riders wouldn't be able to achieve what they can. So we've got to give good thanks to Jess at Stride Management for looking after them both, along with Antares, Palinti, Magic, PM Equestrian, Shires, KBIS, who they have recently become sponsors of, Balance Horse Feeds, Equine America, Point2, Stierna and Flex On. So thank you to all those brands who support those riders and the many other riders as well if you're interested in finding a sponsor then have a listen to last week's episode with laura from the equestrian sponsorship hub she gives us advice on how to secure sponsors how to find them in the first place how to keep them happy and equally if you're a brand who's looking for sponsored riders then she gives you some tips on how to get the most out of your sponsorship contract I hope you're really enjoying spending some time with your horse and you're all safe in this awful weather that we've got at the moment. Uh, I definitely had to batten down the shelters the other night. I've been putting two-foot steel rods in them and uh, luckily, fingers crossed, my shelters are all still down, which is great. So I hope you're all safe and uh, hopefully by the weekend we can get out and enjoy some sunshine and actually get a ride on our horses. As always, tag us in your pictures and videos at Horse Hour on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can get more education if you head to our website, horsehour.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 